You're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Harden, and today we're talking about making time for what matters in your marriage with Connor and Claire Swenson. This is an absolutely adorable and all-star pairing. Connor and Claire are both the assertive 378 tri-type, and they have a little bit of a different order from what we can tell. They're a newlywed couple, and yet they have extensive growth and have been working on mindset and resiliency for a while now. So I think you're going to love this episode, not only to hear a little bit about their marriage, and I love to interview couples who have been married a while as well as newlyweds, but Connor and Claire live in London, and the program that they're going to talk to us about, Make Time, is based off of a wonderful book I read this summer called Make Time, How to Focus on What Matters Every Day by Jake Knapp and John Saratsky. And I was so impressed with this book that I reached out to their organization, and Connor is so kind to be able to talk with us, and we decided together that it would be great to have him talk not only about how we can make time, but also about marriage. So we're going to learn about that together with Claire, who is also a fantastic addition to this podcast. So super excited for that, just to let you know a little bit about them. Connor is a certified teacher of Make Time and Search Inside Yourself, two programs with Roots in Google, but Worldwide Impact. And Connor draws on his experience at Google, where he ran internal trainings on productivity, mindfulness, emotional intelligence, And I really enjoy just the fact that we get to talk to somebody today who's managed partnerships for Google for startups in Europe, the Middle East, and Africa. And he ran marketing for Campus London, Google Space for Startups in East London. And he is just, he helped start Silicon North Stars. He's a meditation teacher and community leader at Just Breathe. So all that to say, you're in for a total treat if you want to make your time and your life more productive and to spend more time in intentionality and gratitude. We have a lot of energy on this podcast today for you, and I know you need it, especially if you're listening right after Thanksgiving. We talk a little bit about Thanksgiving on this episode, but mostly we're just trying to help you to hear, obviously, a love story, which we love to do on this podcast, but also So just hear how you can be more intentional every single day and not too rigid. Be willing to have that flexibility because you guys know threes, sevens, and eights. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know all of those of us who fall into these categories. We obviously have to sometimes take our hands off the wheel, so to speak, and allow life to happen to us instead of us trying to make it all happen. But in general, you do need to set your plans out or you'll never reach your goals. So I want you to take both from this episode, both the I might make my plans and then things might shift and change today and that's okay as well as, but I'm still going to do my best to make plans to have a healthy, balanced life. So take that into your week, take that into your month. I know we have a big season coming ahead of us with everybody past the Black Friday shopping craze, everybody past Thanksgiving woes and glows, hopefully lots of glows out there, Um, but definitely in that Christmas spirit coming up. So I want to give you guys just a fun reminder that a podcast we have coming up for you is going to be one of my favorite people coming back on, Olivia Heyman. You guys know she started the podcast with me way back when, and she and I do our annual Christmas movie extravaganza. So we have have had so much fun planning for that and I can't wait to share that with you guys coming up this December. So look out for that and if you want to preview a movie for that, we really dug into Serendipity. So it's free on Netflix right now. Feel free to just dig in, have a fun movie night and it is actually good for guys and gals. I would say my husband's seen that movie no less than five times. 
Uh, Livia liked it. My kids liked it. It's passing all kinds of tests in our world. So I hope you like it too. You probably know it because last year we did surveys to find out what were your favorite Christmas movies. And you guys said the holiday and this. And I don't know about you guys, but I've already watched both this year. My daughter had us watching You've Got Mail this Christmas. We've already watched Elf. So whenever we're just done with our work and we're just all ready to sit there and finally decompress, we have been really enjoying just taking some downtime. And my kid's favorite movie is Christmas with the Cranks. So I promise them I will watch that with them sometime this year too. That's what is happening in our world lately is lots of busy and then lots of downtime as well. But we are finding our way back up to managing that busy by taking a little bit of time every day for our fitness, for our little bit of a movie watch. And I Definitely hope you got a chance to listen to Jen and I's episode last Monday about how to bring health because I was able to take those tips and have such a healthier veggie oriented Thanksgiving and I was able to do a really good juice cleanse and it really blessed my day and my week and we do try to have our juices and our fruits and veggies regularly but just to be able to take some time around the holidays to be intentional with your time to be intentional to make sure you get rest and also to be able to do that with your body I just want to leave you guys so refreshed and recharged so you have a great season otherwise a couple of quick reminders for you are don't forget to get your Enneagram and Marriage Planner if you you have not joined us yet on the planner extravaganza some of you have also been taking time to get the 52 weeks of emails as well that's going to start this January so that you can not only deep dive into your type with us but also hear from me every single week as an encouragement to assist you when you're doing your Enneagram and Marriage Relationship Planning Days. So if you know yourself and you're like, I want that planner, but what I'm going to really need is Krista to remind me every single week what I'm doing each week for the planner, then make sure you sign up for those as well at our EnneagramandMarriage.com website. I also want to make sure that you guys take advantage of the Cyber Monday sale. The code is BOGOGLOW so that you can buy a planner for yourself and a friend, and you can mix and match that so that you can get a pairing guide, a glow guide for a stocking stuffer for somebody or two glow guides or two planners, or you can even do the planner and the deep dive 52 week emails. So I have literally spelled out for you every single week how you can make your marriage strategically stronger. I have done the legwork for you as to how you guys can get on the right track systematically, but also in a relaxed and fun enough way that it counts. And it's not just like, oh my gosh, we have to do this again. But in a way where you're asking open and curious questions of each other, where you're offering grace, but also making and taking steps every single week individually to get healthier and to grow toward your spouse more, to glow brighter in the world. So I'm super excited to just walk this journey with you guys. I know it's going to be a blast. The code is BOGOGLOW. Don't forget to use it. Lastly, before we get started on the episode, I love to give you a little family update. Wes and I have finished, or should be by the time you hear this episode, finished writing our fun project we've been working on together, our mystery dinner game. It is our sixth game, and I am so excited for it to be out. It has been a labor of love, and you guys know who work with your spouse Sometimes doing a project together can bring out the best and the worst of you, but I think our glow is in the right direction, our 1-7 glow. He has been tightening it, editing it. He's been actually part of the creative process, and I know I recently said he didn't want to do that, but he decided he did. So for those who are really 
deep dive Enneagram people, you know, a type one goes to four and seven in their arrows. So he was all about that four. And he really wanted to be part of the storyline for this. So I had to take away my seven planning and say, oh my gosh, release. Wes wants to be part of the creative process. But I think we are emerging with a beautiful game. So I'll be sharing more about that with you guys too. But it's called Crime Scene Christmas. And it is something that somebody from the local radio station had said, hey, I've played a lot of your games. Can you make one about Christmas? And so we used a lot of the people from the different Christmas movies. And as you can imagine, that's part of why I was watching a lot of these Christmas movies was just to make sure that I based characters roughly on some of the funny people throughout all the different favorite movies. But I think it's going to be a really fun, cute mystery to solve. And I think it's just quirky enough for adults to have fun with it, too. Part of the reason I like to tell you guys about my family is because I'm a real person and that I'm not just a drone. And you know, I can totally get into drone mode. I can go into an overly, you just listen to my episode on mental health types in the Enneagram and you'll know that I can do that because I want to spit out information. I'm a seven, I'm a non people type. But when I go into the heart, when I go into family, when I go into my own life, it, I think, really helps me and you to be humanized, to say, like, what's happening in our worlds? What are we learning? Yes. What are we doing? How are we being intentional? That's all so important. But what are we doing to grow with our people? What are we doing socially? What are we doing one-to-one? And so when I tell you about what my family's doing, that's what I want you guys to know. And I want you to be inspired. When I'm telling those stories, I want you to be thinking, what can we be reading together? So when we talk about books on this podcast, which we often do, because I think that literature often gives us the best psychology, it's important for you to start letting your mind go into those spaces of, What am I reading? What am I doing? What are we doing as a family, as a community, as a bigger tribe, as a collective to learn and to grow? Because you guys are leaders out there. If you're listening to this podcast and you're getting healthy, you're going to be a leader because a lot of people aren't doing this kind of work. So be inspired to lead well in your community and to be fun and sparkling and yeah, totally have your glow going, but to be able to embrace the serious side of life to say like, let's learn and grow together, but no, not in a drone kind of a way. So that's why I bring in family and story too, because they think it brings us back to that holistic perspective. Don't forget your relationship balance. Even if you have to be creative, we were at a friend's surprise birthday party last night for her 40th and it was a lot of fun and delicious food catered, but the kids were nearby. But my husband and I just had time to just be together. And he's like, we have basically had a date night last night because it was almost like it was just us at the table having fun. And that reframe, that narrative just was a beautiful reminder to me of the way my husband was leaning in because he knows I love a date night and we had a pretty busy weekend. So it was fun for me to just experience that with him. Like, yeah, we did. And we totally have been binging Seinfeld lately also on our little nights here and there. We have so many big, stressful things we could all focus on. And I just so want you guys to take from our episode, being intentional with your time, finding the blessings wherever they are, even if you have to stretch a little bit, and making sure you add some of these make time steps into your life is just going to be gold. So let's hear a love story. Let's apply some make time. And I hope that you guys have just a really good time listening to Connor and Claire's love story. Connor and Claire, I am so happy to have you on the Enneagram and Marriage podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having us. We're excited. 
You guys are going to laugh so hard when you hear about this double power couple. You guys are basically three, seven, and eight, both of you, right? Yes, I think so. (laughs) (laughs) That is amazing. Connor and Claire are based out of London. And I love that we had a chance to look at some of our double pairs with you guys because of all that. So we're looking at seven, seven, three, three, eight, eight. Did you guys come up with any, like, these are definitely our lead numbers yet? Are you going with that tri-type right now? Just because you're like, I feel like we're each all three of those those three? It's a good question. I felt like I resonated a lot with the seven and I think, yeah, it felt, it felt like I was there, but then the three, when I I was like, I was reading the seven, I was like, yes. And I read the three (laughs) and I felt I'm very pragmatic, very driven. And that I was like, oh, maybe Claire is a little bit more versatile and spontaneous than I am more seven. So I don't know. I think we both went through and we were like, yes, yes, no, maybe <laughs> yes. So I don't know. What do you think, Claire? Yeah, very similar. I think we both we both looked at them and saw different parts of us in each of them. I think when we looked at how you love a certain number, how you love a three was definitely how Connor could love me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but not necessarily how I would love him. His was probably more a, a, a seven, but again, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that, I think we've got a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's our first, it's our first time getting into the Enneagram. So for us, it was new and novel and trying to, to, yeah, to make sense and to, and I, there's so much depth to it. So we're kind of excited to explore further. Oh my gosh. Thank you guys for doing that. It's like, we're trying to marry this show of helping couples to make time. You guys are this awesome newlywed couple and introducing Enneagram, the biggest personalities of the Enneagram. (laughs) So it's, it's a big, even for us, it's a big task. So I love that we can just take this time to talk about you guys inside and outside of type, because as you know, you're just learning the Enneagram and your story extends far beyond that. So tell us about how you guys met and just a little bit about yourselves. Yeah. So I've been living in London for five and a half years, American originally, as most listeners can tell from my accent. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I have been invited to this music festival that is, is held over here outside of London in a wonderful little region called the Cotswolds. Wilderness is the name of it. It's like a music and food and art festival. I was going with a friend and I told another group of my friends and uh, it turns out a, a, a friend and a yoga teacher of mine named Michael was, he was teaching yoga and meditation and he had a big group of people coming mm-hmm. and he was like, you, sh- you should come camp with our friends. And Claire knew Michael and was I had met him once met him <laughs> once at a random yoga event in no at a sweet I had been on a three-day retreat, retreat with in him Bulgaria in Bulgaria mm-hmm. yeah so we wound up at this festival and she kind of took a ticket that Michael had given I was like I got a bunch of like comp tickets and we just wound up in this group of 30 people, I knew a few people, but was just mm-hmm. kind of there. And Claire kind of knew a few people mm-hmm. and we hit it off at the, at the festival. And when we met in real life, which is, uh, <laughs> which is, 
as, you know, we're, we're like we're like a vintage story in the modern age. People not meeting through technology, so we actually probably did our phones all weekend. What a oh uh, what a what a vintage story. Yeah, that was that was a few years ago, and um, about three years ago, Connor was classically Americanly aggressive, <laughs> very upfront, very direct, very direct in pursuit. Like, what's yeah. what's your deal? I'm into you. She's like, we just. She's like, I I we just met ten minutes ago. I was like, what's happening? I Why won't you kiss me? <laughs> so we had we had a nice yeah. So we dated for for after that and yeah it, it it's been quite nice and so yeah we and we got married earlier earlier this year so it's uh, the love story continues oh my gosh <laughs> that's beautiful you guys and you're right so unique and so already a bit of a foreshadow for our topic today on like we don't have to be locked in on our tech i love that you guys met and that you already had those kind of three vibes going claire of that Connor was coming on strong as a seven and anyone who's a seven or an eight needs to pay attention to that because that's very important to a three that yes, as much as threes, once they're in, they're really in, but they also need you to show some social standing and some healthy pride. And so it's kind of fun that Claire says like, Whoa, that was a bit intense. So understand that listeners that if you're seven, eight, you can come on strong, right guys. (laughs) You definitely can, but I have to say it was it was refreshing and quite nice to have him come on strong because Aww. I'm probably because I probably also have those seven and eight characteristics, although I wouldn't come on strong in that situation ever. I'm probably more mm-hmm. reserved. But mm-hmm. it was nice to have someone just be like, I'm choosing you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the words of words of affirmation, which we continue. Oh, yeah continue to value I think I was very much telling Claire lots of compliments giving her lots of positive feedback and uh yeah I think the interesting thing like on the like the tech thing that came to mind is at that time I had felt very strongly that a lot of relationships like falter in the text message Mm -hmm, and so from a very early day I was like voice noting which is much bigger thing I think in 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 London and in just Europe generally mm-hmm. being like let's not I don't like the nuance of like what did you mean by this text or what did you not mean by not responding and so I mm-hmm. I think I remember very early sending lots of voice notes and Claire probably being like what is this guy's <laughs> deal <laughs> I remember getting your first voice note and thinking mm-hmm. oh I'm gonna have to reply to that <laughs> <laughs> And I had to psych myself up. Actually, I've probably never told you that for the first voice note. Like, this is so strange. Um, and now I couldn't live without them. But so yeah. good. And also Essential. in keeping with his intense style, when we got out of the festival, we both had really busy schedules and we mm-hmm. weren't going to be able to see each other. And I think Connor was recognized that in order to keep momentum, you do have mm-hmm. to see each other in person and it can't just be maintained by message. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he organized a half an hour date. <laughs> I had a lot going on, very busy, and, and he was traveling. And I said, "Look, I said, look, I like if we don't see each other in the, in these like in this next five days, it might be a month." And I, I was, she was like, "I'm busy every night." And I was like, "Well, what are you doing Tuesday at five She's like, "Well, I have a plan at seven. I was like, "I'm gonna pick you up at five forty-five mm-hmm. and have you exactly where you need to be." <laughs> so we, we did our first our first date post festival was about. A 15 minute walk and about a 
30 minute sit at a restaurant and then a 15 minute walk back. Uh, So that was, this is fun. Yeah. Fun reliving that. (laughs) Yes. And you just remind us all that when people get into that black and white space of, I can't do this because I don't have a four hour slot for a date. Like one thing that's popularized over COVID times has been like the at-home date, the mini date, like this is so important that people hear that it doesn't have to be grand. It could literally be a walk. And that is what happens in busy life. So I love that from the very beginning, you were like, I'm committed to time with her. Like I like her and I'm going for this. And I love that Claire, you're like, gosh, that was really like, it kind of met some other parts of you that were still inside of you too, that, that eight and that seven part in you too. Yeah. I really enjoyed it actually. It was really I, it, it definitely came on strong, but in, I think mm-hmm. when you like someone, you don't really mind that they're coming on strong. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Altogether so different. Yeah. Instead of charming, it becomes stalker-like. So <laughs> it's a fine line. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, you guys are making big waves in the world. And as we said, you're foreshadowing just that you met in this quaint way of not just tech, but in person. Oh my gosh. So tell us a little bit about before we get to talking even more about making time, tell us a little bit about what you feel like your particular way you guys glow or shine in the world is. And, and I'm sure that it could take on so many different rays of light together. All right. I, yeah, we were thinking about this. I, I think for us, a sense of adventure and exploration mm-hmm. is something we both mm-hmm. really share. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I've, I've moved a lot in my life and, and I've traveled a lot and it's always been an important part. And Claire is the same and having a love and for travel and exploration. I feel like we find that sense of adventure, even during COVID, like doing little like mini adventures within London and like planning like fun bike routes through the city, but all the way up until, you know, I got to go and we explored Claire's home of Malaysia and Thailand. And we've been to, she came with me on a work trip very early in our dating, Kenya and Uganda. Mm-hmm. We've just done, I think that for us is, is a super special part where we find a lot of just like that exploration and that adventure and that just like, we both are obsessed with food. So <laughs> when, we, when we say exploration, it's yes, it might be doing something outdoors and exciting, but often it's just uh, uh, walking yeah, around we, a city. Yeah. Eating. <laughs> so, but I think, I think you're else? right. That, uh, that's where we really are our best when we're able to explore a completely new place. And we mm. love, like if we go to a city rather than doing, main attractions or anything we both actually just love walking around finding Mm -hmm. cute little coffee shops restaurants like sites that we can wander around in our own time like we really love that Mm -hmm. I would say Mm -hmm. another place we probably glow together in is we both really enjoy yoga and probably the more spiritual side Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. in very much enjoy that space and you know, as very much what this is, we love going inward. <laughs> um, both quite introspective, I would say, in that in that amount, mm-hmm. always wondering, you know, what you can do to be self-developing. And I'd say that's an area that we we glow together because I think we both inspire and help each other grow in that way as well. And it's mm-hmm. so lovely to be able to do it together. I love going to a yoga class with Connor and mm-hmm. there's a connection that you feel in that space that's quite special. Yeah. And I think early in our courtship as well, like that was actually our courtship. (laughs) 
<laughs> in our, yeah, it's very English in our courtship. Uh, and the, we, we went to a lot of, yeah, like a lot of yoga classes and that became like a part of our other couples might go out for drinks and that type of thing. It was, it was usually us like going in 6am yoga, 6am yoga. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> okay. Uh, and, oh, and yeah, in the mornings, you know, we still often, you know, meditate and share that space together, go for walks together. We've practice like mini silent retreats at home. And I think that that fill us. And I think the last thing would probably be like, we're both very, like we love our family and our friends and Claire is an incredible chef and and cook. And, you know, she started a, a, you know, two different food companies. So I think part of Claire's gift as well is, is, is providing and creating amazing sort of like food experiences. And we, we often, I think at at our glow and we have our friends and family and we're hosting at ours and, and breaking bread. And I think Mm -hmm. that to us is both something we feel very at home and connected and with each other and with our friends. So, yeah. Hmm. Wow. You guys are a great connecting couple because there are many different types who don't have that much energy. And I know that energy is a beautiful commodity that, you know, you can manufacture to some degree. And and we'll talk about that in a little while, but you honestly have to use what you have. Everyone has different inner neurons and different amounts of hormones running through them. And we all understand that there's just different genetics to each of us. So when you have somebody with these these powerful personalities. What I love is that you're giving to the collective and so impressively. And I hope our, our listeners who are more aggressive, assertive, like we all are, um, I hope they're listening that you guys have found a unique way to balance that out with your yoga, because I have to be honest, that's not what I would expect. And that's not typically what I hear from three sevens and eights. Mm. So it tells me that you've done a lot of inner work. I mean, even before our time together today, I was jogging. That's what I hear from three sevens and eights. And of course we all know yoga is better for you, but we're still out there <laughs> jogging. So, so I better for those joints. Right. Exactly. I mean, don't get it. Don't get us wrong. We also love <laughs> we love to do a hit class together and kind of thinks i'm too intense yes and we we go we do go to a very aggra- like a, a very aggressive, aggressive style gym in london called gym box shout out to the crazies there and we, we do love like throwing stuff around and sweating but i think both of us have we we, we i think did a lot of that and then we found yoga yoga and i think it is that that balance of like the fire within us that, that mm-hmm. we both really seek and you start to treasure and we both get into the, we're both guilty of, you know, too many days at the, at the gym and then, and not, and realizing that we don't have the yoga and we don't have those, those inward practices that both, they keep us, um, grounded. yeah, really grounded and, mm-hmm. and is, is important. And, uh, yeah, so that, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's not that you're abandoning your, like you said, other more powerful elements. It's like that secret inner power that you're like, you guys, if you learn to rest well, you're going to have so much more availability energy, uh, whatever amount you start with, these are these inward practices. So I'm just impressed that you guys are already there. I love that you're reminding our audience of that, including me, even though I know it, it's still healthy to hear it again. Um, cause it's not nature for some of us. And then I love that you guys are sharing also just around the table features with friends too, because when you have a bigger personality, I feel that there's, there's 
almost like a social responsibility to use it. And I think that that's really cool that you guys are like, Hey, we're great at hosting or cooking and sharing. And I bet a lot of people are given a lot of uh, refreshment by you guys. Yeah. It's funny because Claire is such a good cook. That's uh, some of our friends are always like, a bit intimidated to have us over <laughs> for dinner because they're like, like, we're not sure we can cook like Claire. And we're always like, we are so not fussy. And we just love anything that people create for us. Yeah. We just, but yeah, it is funny because, it. yeah, I, 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 people come over and there's Claire, Claire is a master at the finishing touches on like wow. a spread. And so that, that people come over and they're like, oh my God, this looks amazing. And then they're like, <laughs> we can't have you over for dinner. We're like, no, 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 that's, no. You actually need to return the favor and have us over for dinner. <laughs> as a three, I mean, you're very three-ish. And so that is what I love about threes. You guys are glorious and I don't like even to hide from that. Like that's something you guys do really well. You guys finish well, even if you're in pain, even if things are hard, like that's one of my favorite things about threes. So I love how you guys show us what we're all capable of producing if we keep pushing in healthy ways. And also you're saying we balance, we don't just push all day. So, but I totally get that. Cause I'm always intimidated by my type three friends with all of the ways they present. And I'm like, Hey, but you're teaching us that we can go for it too. So I love that about you. I also wanted to say real quick that I think I'm hearing a lot of, like you said, three, seven vibes and the travel stories that you shared are so fun because it's called the jet setter pairing. And so it's very much like how you describe. So I'll have to send you that book too. Yeah. Yeah. We would love that. <laughs> I, I think, I think we have definitely both, but Connor definitely leans probably a little bit more towards the seven and I'm yeah. more towards the three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love that you, you have both because what we don't want is for the Enneagram to push us down into our personalities. As you guys know, we want to be able to let go of these ego fixations say, okay, this is my lead strength. These are my lead gifts. Let me be the innovator of the seven. Let me be that glorious three, but let me not head into areas of over aggression, narcissism, anything that could come unhealthy from those spaces. So when we do our Enneagram work, we're actually hoping to look a bit more like all the types. And so, it's yeah. nice to start with the top three in one in the head center, one in the heart center and one in the body center, which I'm not going to overwhelm you guys with all of that right now, but, but do check back with me. If you want to hear more about that in time, we want mm-hmm. to hear from you guys about your amazing gifts with helping couples to make time. You do this in the business world. You're obviously good at it together as well. So tell me a little bit about just something that you guys feel like especially as we're coming off the American Thanksgiving, at least, and heading into the holidays for all of us, what do you feel like couples can learn even on this part of the journey when things are getting busy about making time together? I think what Connor and I actually do quite well is we always make sure that we carve out time for each other. We have Mm -hmm. different points in the day I would say where we are regularly checking in and through the week that we're making sure we're getting quality time together so Mm -hmm. I think with lockdown we're spending so much time together constantly because you're always working from home but Mm -hmm. the time isn't always quality Mm -hmm. so we have a practice where we decided Sundays would be our day Mm -hmm. Um, and in the morning we get the paper we get tea and coffee and we lie in bed and read and have our own little moment um and then we try not to make too many plans on Sunday 
But Mm -hmm. if we do, we try and then have Sunday evening together as well, just so we can really like one rest and restore for the upcoming week and two reflect Mm -hmm. on it together and then just be in that space together. We do, we usually do a morning walk. We used to do it a lot. And then Connor left me for a little while. And I was, I love a morning walk. (laughs) I was was like, I just want to meditate. I just want to close my eyes. Yeah. We had different, different schedules of what we wanted to do. Um, But recently he has decided that he needs to see the sunrise or be out in the light as soon as he can. Um, So he's back on the morning walks and that gives us a really nice space to check in and chat just before. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think, I think having that Sunday, like having some ritual to it, because if there's not a, if it's not sort of set and not uh, consistent, like you're constantly having to find and plan it. But when you create something and we don't, you know, we're, we, we do stuff on Sundays sometimes and it's not so strict, but it it's like our defaults, which we talk a lot about in, in kind of the make time book and the framework I teach of just like, when you kind of set your defaults that way, you're all, you always know that that's, that's part of it. Mm-hmm. We experimented and we still do some, it, it sounds like maybe it, it isn't connecting, but I think it is in a big way is doing some like silent days on, on Sundays. We did that, especially when we were spending a lot of time together in the lockdowns and we just do a vow of sort of silence from like when we wake up until maybe dinner time. Mm-hmm. And you actually like inhabit space and you're with each other, but in a way which is very different. And we had another practice that we, we picked up and have done since our early days, which I think, I mean, I think after Thanksgiving and like before Christmas and the rush, like just finding those little moments where you can connect is so important. But one mm-hmm. thing we found like year round, which is so helpful, we call it a, a relationship meeting and <laughs> mm. We just put a video up. We've started making some on YouTube and Claire's first Mm. appearance on the channel. So that was fun. And we put a few weeks ago and the idea is just like to actually carve out time to talk about the things that don't necessarily come up in like the day-to-day interaction. So Mm. we, we do those every couple of months as a, as kind of like a deeper check-in and talk about you know, things that we could be helping support each other better on, like little things, like little niggles that we might want to like bring up and address and plans for the future. And people kind of roll their, you know, they roll their eyes at first when they Mm -hmm. hear like, oh, I got a relationship meeting. But we found if you Mm -hmm. don't proactively make that space and have those times to discuss and to like really listen to each other, Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't always come especially when life is busy it doesn't just happen organically so you I think we're, we're really both like we like the intention and even if it's a little nerdy to put it on the calendar and to, to mm-hmm. we write an agenda and all this stuff but it does work it does work mm-hmm. we think so yeah and actually we've had we've had a quite a few friends now who have although some might laugh at it quite a few have come up and said that they've actually started doing them mm. um, and have relationship meetings of their own and it's been re- you know revolutionary for them or really nice for them or they want to start trying it so I think it's really yeah. nice for us that we can share a practice that that works really well for us and sometimes you don't have that much to say but mm-hmm. holding that space where you can check in and bring up something that might be quite important that you've been holding back or the space to bring up something ridiculous yeah. <laughs> that might seem petty <laughs> yes and then you can almost hearing yourself say it out loud you're like okay you can tell 
is this important? Maybe it isn't, but sometimes you're like, actually it is. I know this sounds petty, but it's important. So I love that you guys are exploring those nuances together. And I think some couples, like I said, those withdrawing types are maybe going to do it in a different way. Like you said, there's a few who don't want that. And they might say, we love giving in secret. And I work with a lot of couples like that too, where they're like, we're just you know, everything is quiet. We're chill. We, we don't do a whole lot of goals together, but we live well. And then there are leadership couples like you guys, where there's a lot of people who do want that and they want to learn from you guys. And sometimes even those quieter couples want to learn, but a lot of times there there's just such a need for people to be brave in that space, as well as of course, being a three year styled and people are like, okay, you're like a gifted leader. You're somebody I respect. You're a goal getter. I love that you're doing this. I'm going to do it too. So I love that you're shining bright out there to influence other couples. Cause I do think you guys are influencers. Um, and I think that even just this week in some of my sessions, I was hearing this theme of, I want to be a goal getter, but I don't want to leave relationships behind. So that's why I was so excited for you to talk about the make time concept with our audience today, because I know that on this podcast, like we really hold relationships high, but we also understand that it's not just about marriage. It's about doing what you're called to do, doing something beautiful for the world. So tell us a little bit about make time and how that might be able to help us. Yeah. So make time, uh, is the name of a book, uh, written back in 2018 by two of my friends and, and former colleagues at Google, Jake Knapp and John Zaratsky. Mm-hmm. We often refer to as Jay Z, but I love that. These listeners, it's a different Jay Z. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's really, I think, the to, to, to simplify the message, they, they realized that their lives were becoming busier and busier and busier, especially at, at work when it just feels like the days just fill up with meetings and emails and to do lists and time can really feel like it slides by in a blur and it's like weeks or months or, you know, seasons can pass where you don't really remember what's happened or you didn't really spend time on the meaningful things to you. And they noticed that part of the problem as well was just the distraction that we all are, uh, I just confronted with because of technology and, and other things. And and so they kind of set off to think like, how could, how could we break the defaults of constantly being just distracted and, and, and losing time to things that aren't important to us and, mm-hmm. and also how to stop feeling so busy and to invest time in a more intentional way. And I think I, I really was attracted to the ideas because like Jake and John, I was obsessed with like productivity and mm-hmm. a lot of ideas on time management and like optimizing. But I, I found that like, the more you get into this productive mindset, it's, it doesn't always mean you end up spending time on the things that really matter. It's like, you get really efficient at like clearing out your inbox and going through your tasks, but mm-hmm. the big, the big important things like relationships or friendships or your health, like they, they don't usually end up on a to-do list. Right. Mm-hmm. And so make time is this sort of simple four steps it's the highlight laser energize and reflect. And the highlight is like every day you choose one big thing that you protect and prioritize and Mm -hmm. that kind of intentional way of living your day. It's not, it's not like you have to throw out 
you know, all the responsibilities of daily life in your emails, but it's like, you can pick one thing every day and it can be an activity mm-hmm. that is healthy or it can be a work project or something. And, and I think that's a huge idea for people. And it helps, it helps you feel more satisfied with how you spend your days when you can look back. And even if the life is chaotic, you can be like, all right, I, I did this, this one thing today was really what mattered most. And, mm-hmm. and laser is about kind of, playing defense and, and recognizing that like the defaults of technology and our, and our world are, are broken. The defaults make us feel very busy, very distracted. So you can do simple things with your devices and your technology to be more intentional about tech. And, and, and we recognize it's super valuable. We we all love tech, but without, without guardrails, like, Mm -hmm. you know, we've all, been on the couch at 9 30 at night and then all of a sudden it's you know 11 and we just been on instagram for an hour and a half like wait what happened and mm-hmm. and so we kind of were like look you know we don't have to bash any any app or it's just about using it with more intention and then energize is exactly what it says on the tin it's like taking care of your body because if you want to be living proactively and investing your energy and time intentionally like if you don't if you're tired if you're not taking care of some of the basics, like it's really hard to avoid the distractions and falling back into old patterns. And so we have all these different ideas on how to get more energy. And then mm-hmm. the final step is reflect, which is like, Hey, every day, take some notes, observe what happens. Like it's not a one size fits all approach. There's no like secret hacks or quick fixes. It's, it's more about finding little different tactics that work for you. And then reflect is like having a daily practice where you go, Hey, like what happened today? Like what, how did the highlight go? Where, where, where did the day go as I planned? And where did it go off the rails? And like, you know, what would I do differently tomorrow? And like that approach of kind of treating every day, like an experiment and you're a scientist observing, Mm -hmm. we find it's really helpful. So we get out of this trap of like self-criticism and self-judgment and guilt. And it's like, oh, I didn't get to bed last night. I didn't get to the gym. And instead you're kind of just, hey, like, you know, this didn't go as planned. That's just another data point. And how do we adjust it? So yeah, this is, this is make time in a, in a few minutes. And <laughs> it's, it's written, I think, for the busy professionals in high pressure, intense work environments. But I think it's resonating with people all across the world that mm-hmm. are, tired of being busy and distracted and want to start making time for the personal hobbies, the creative projects, the relationships, their health, like all these things. And it's been very fun. I I lead the training for, for make time at work. And we've been teaching it a lot since COVID kicked off because Mm -hmm. people have been rethinking this and, and Claire has been very involved in in what as well. And just Mm. the big, uh, practitioner of it with me and she's she's been helping as well with the training business that I run and we're both constantly um finding ourselves too busy and and overwhelmed and having to you know go back to the basics and and figure this out so yeah this is a bit about make time Mm. well that is intriguing for our listeners because I agree with you everybody and thank you that was a great summary but everybody is in this boat. Now it was like you said, maybe for some high powered business people. And now it's just exploded worldwide as even the TikTok, the Instagram, 
everybody on at all times. And even as COVID has brought us home more, as we all know, now companies are starting to pull back and say like, Hey, you guys need a week off. We're hitting burnout collectively again. So I love that you're vulnerable with us to say, Hey, we're in it too. We're still learning. We're still tweaking. We're still growing. And I also think my favorite part that you talked about in these steps was I love that you not only have the highlight and that's what I loved about the make time book was, you know, some of my favorite coaches say, Oh, three things a day. And we all know we're doing 20, but to be Mm -hmm. able to say like one big thing, one big highlight, if I do that. And then later in that reflect time, I can reflect on that with joy and with gratitude. I think that brings our listeners and us a still a feeling of accomplishment. Even when you see messy dishes or you're tired you're like, I did what I set out to do today. That feels really good. Or maybe I didn't get to do everything I set out to do today, but I, I did get my highlight. That feels so nice, doesn't it? Yeah. The best is when you get your highlight done before 10 a.m. and you just <sighs> think everything else really is just ice, icing. Yeah, icing I, on the cake. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. And I love too that knowing we're all assertive aggressive types. I know that sometimes what thinking types at least love is we love our plans and as sevens, sometimes we have to let go of our plans. And I love that there's grace. Also, I love the book where they're like, you know, sometimes you really can't push too hard. Like you've pushed and it's not meant to be, and you have to let go and realize like, you know, every day doesn't work perfectly, but in general, if you keep going, this is going to work. And you are going to find that even if it's five or 10 minutes a day, you're getting going on your goals. Have you guys experienced that? Yeah. I mean, I have lots of days where I think (laughs) I I have, I have, I have very grandiose plans and ambitions for how it's going to look. And then reality is a, as a cold wake up call. Yeah. You know, it's we're humans. And so our sleep our emotional kind of inner life, what's going on with our friends and family, our diet. Like there are a lot of things that every day have an influence Mm -hmm. and it's like, yeah, sometimes you just have to be flexible. And I think that's, you know, as someone who's always wanted to plan and be very like rigid, it's like, it's hard because you, if you, if you hold, if you hold the, a day's perfection as like the ultimate standard, it, it's when it's, it doesn't work out like that. You constantly feel unfinished and, and not mm-hmm. satisfied. And it, it's, I think this recipe for, for a more negative mindset. Whereas if you simplify it and yeah, I think there's a lot of like self-compassion. It's not mentioned mm-hmm. in the book as such, but I think there's a lot of like, Hey, like, it's, we're all in this together. Like the struggle Mm -hmm. is, is universal. And, you know, even I, I I love the tactic in energize exercise every day, but don't be a hero. And Mm -hmm. I love that too. Like we all want to get out and move our bodies. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, Claire and I both, I think can resonate if we're not like, Oh, if I didn't get like an hour in the gym and like really do something or have a great yoga class, it's going to be like, Oh, I'm not sure if it was enough, but Sometimes you just got to be like, look, I'm going to hang my hat on doing 20 minutes or 15. Like, I'm just going to go on a long walk. And, and like that reframing, it keeps Mm -hmm. like, it keeps you doing stuff every day. Like what you do every day matters more than once you do what you do every once in a while. Gretchen Rubin, the the -hmm. happiness project, she says that. And I think it's true. You can lower Mm -hmm. your, lower the bar and you can feel a bit better. And it's not like, 
not like you're cheating on yourself, but you're actually just <laughs> giving your a more sustainable, healthy approach, um, more realistic. So mm. Claire's always hearing me say that when she's like, I'm too busy. I'm like, just, just, just 15 <laughs> minutes, like just do something. And then you start moving. Right. And then you're like, oh, this is actually feels good. At the end of the day, like what Connor said, sometimes it can be really hard when you have a plan and you want to do a certain workout and you've organized your day around it and things come up, but getting moving and just doing 20 minutes, Connor will always say it's better than nothing. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think it is true, but I also think Connor is someone who likes to really plan his day I would say down down to a T like during the work day if, if I want time with Connor I need to schedule myself <laughs> oh yeah mm-hmm. um so I, th- I think you've actually flexed a lot on that one yeah we, we've both flexed to each other because I I'm more of the type that if something comes up I love to chat about it and just have a ad hoc conversation mm-hmm. um but Connor really that's not the way he works and so we've had to both flex for me one to learn to ask permission whether that's okay mm-hmm. and two for Connor to realize that sometimes it is okay to flex outside the plan and take mm-hmm. 10 minutes to discuss something that might not be on the <laughs> on the planned agenda mm-hmm. so yeah I, I think it's even though you have the set plans, it's all about flexing them and just doing what works for you in that day. That yeah. is huge that Connor has grown in that way because honestly, fives, sixes, and sevens, we really hold those plans. So for me to hear that you're you're being flexible, like that is huge life growth for you. Like that is the biggest Thank you. piece. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm still, you know, they're working on that with you guys, but I love it. And I hope our sevens listening can hear that and, and sixes and fives. But I also want to say that when you guys are mentioning the 15 or 20 minutes versus the hour, I know for me as an aggressive assertive type, I used to say, well, hey, I've got to do the hour because I live so big. And I think what was also helpful about make time is that when you were talking about just the different strategies for keeping your energy up in this system, I really enjoyed the part of the book where they talk about like, you can't gorge, you know, and, and we three sevens and eights, we love to do everything big, including our meals. And Mm -hmm. so as we talked about, and we still will be this way, but like now I've learned certain times of the day, certain times of the week, I can go bigger there, but I also have to just really understand you can't expect to overdo on everything and still win. Gluttony doesn't really pay off for making time, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh <laughs> <I love> that. <laughs> yeah. And Claire Claire and I are, are funny in that way because we're we both we both we both try and experiment many things and we both were intermittent fasting a lot last year and then I went back to breakfast and then Claire went back and now I'm back on the, the fasting train. And we just love to try something new, don't we? Yeah, we're all, we love to, anything that keeps it exciting. Yeah, yeah, we're always always experimenting. And I think that's the truth. It's like, you know, in anything, you, you do something like you do an intermittent fast and then three, four weeks later, you like the initial buzz and the, the good feeling you have isn't quite there. And then you like adjust and then you, it's constantly like we're moving targets. And, um, so I think it's, yeah, it's, it, it definitely, we've, we've come to, I've come to recognize like through the, through make time as well is like, yeah, that the role that food plays and 
certain types of food and how much and, you know, get taken in mind. I read this book and, or I even was introduced before the book when Jake and John were talking about this, mm-hmm. working at Google, I would go to the cafe next to my building in, in, when I was in California in the HQ and mm-hmm. have a massive burrito with mm-hmm. a huge plate of like tortilla chips and guac and dessert because it was all free. <laughs> and then I would come back to my desk at, you know, like two o'clock and just be like, Oh my God. And so <laughs> it's, through, it's through enough observation when you're like, Oh yeah, maybe, uh, maybe, you know, with a whole plate of tortilla chips is not the lunch move. Uh, <laughs> some days, Yeah. And that's a seven thing. That's our biggest advice is gluttony and it's gluttony of doing lots of things. And, and eight has a lust for wanting more. So between the three, seven and eight, it's not, that's why I was so amazed that you guys had practiced yoga because I was like, you're really going against the grain and you're really going to succeed. So I like that you guys have learned so much. And I like that you're admitting to our audience. This is a process. You're still learning. There's a lot of grace because I think that's what we all need. I mean, I think the worst thing we can do when we learn our Enneagram types is to shame ourselves out of our gifts. Like, wow, you know what? I love new and exciting, shiny objects. I'm a seven. I have to hide that. And therefore I'm not ever going to be enthused or in wonder about the world anymore. It's like, no, that's exactly that whole pony boy, stay gold outsiders. Like that's, what's beautiful. So we, we all have to hang on, but not lose our gift. Right. Yeah, I agree. And I think I think with our relationship, we just complement each other quite nicely. And I'd say that actually in terms of wanting to do more, more, more when we met, and I think maybe Connor was previously more like me, I would have three plans on a Saturday going from netball to a brunch plan to then an evening plan. Mm-hmm. And I think from meeting Connor and also going through lockdown, I've realized how nice it is to actually pair back from all of that busyness and take time for myself one um, and to realize that actually sometimes less is more. Mm, yeah. But yeah, I think you'd been, you'd been probably further in that journey when we met then than I was. Yeah. The yeah. thought of doing three things on a Saturday just wouldn't even occur to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> three things in a week. He's like, no. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's, yeah, it's changed a lot. I think that's, that's the nature of it all is I, I used to be way busier and way more on that and then yeah you start to realize the value and you yeah becoming more aware of like of your energy through the week and what really like fills you up and what drains you and and being a little bit more conscious in your choices it's uh you know it's it 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 takes time and I still overextend myself a lot and then I you know I make these plans and then the week comes along. I'm like, what was I thinking? <laughs> like this is, and then you have cancel to cancel them all. Cancel all. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think it's, it, it is interesting. And we're, um, yeah, we're learning, other, yeah. we're learning a lot from each other and yeah. Claire's Claire's sort of like empathy and connection and the ability to really, uh, like feel with other people and yeah. to just be like spontaneous and, and having something and me, me just wanting to be a little bit more like structured and scheduled. Like it's like she said, it's been super nice to, to see, okay, well, how does, how is this serving me? And then at what, at what points is it, is it just annoying that I won't uh, make 10 minutes to have a quick conversation on something and, and, Mm -hmm. and 
And I think Claire's also seen the value of like, okay, have like what, why I do the structure and, and what, what that gives to me. And that's the beauty of marriage is like, you just, you know, I think the temptation for in any like relationship is to try to make the other person more like you, but then you realize, okay, <laughs> look, the reason I love this person is, mm. you know, that we have the similarities, but it's the, it's what, uh, you know, their unique characteristics and it's like allowing them to yeah, stay golden as, as you said, and keep those pieces, but learn and to, yeah, find that, find that glow as you call it, which is, um, yeah, yeah, finding where you really shine together and, and it's really nice. I'm so glad you guys are doing it and it's just impressing me. I love to see it. I know you're going to keep doing that. And that makes me so happy because I know the world's going to be a better place when you guys let each other rub off on you and you say, you know what? Yes. Like I'm not going to white knuckle it today. I'm lifting my hands up off those plans or yes, I'm going to do that fitness with you. Cause I know I need to take care of my body or you know, sometimes it's going to be, we're going to go have an eating festival because we have earned it. (laughs) Like, I love that. And my husband and I love that. So I think that that's, yeah, you're going to have a great balance. So I love hearing this. Where can our audience find you if they want to, if they just are intrigued by this concept of make, make time that's helped us all so much. Yeah. So they can find me and my personal site, which is just connorswenson.com. And Mm. I write a, a newsletter that comes out a couple times a month called 1% Wisdom. Claire mm-hmm. is joining. She actually is, is the magic behind the scenes of our YouTube channel. So it's also just mm-hmm. under my name, Connor Swenson, but you'll see her on those channels. And we're cooking up a, a new sort of brand and idea for where we're going to share more of these ideas in the coming year. But I think if people find my site and newsletter and, and, and YouTube are great places. And they can just follow the journey as we, as we evolve, but, because mm-hmm. I think that's the exciting part next year. We're going to go on a little adventure. Yeah. You can keep up to date with all of that as we, <laughs> we evolve our ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that we does sound interesting. Yeah trying to get out of the the dark dreary london grayness <laughs> and so yeah we'll be taking getting into some sunnier sunnier locations next year and mm. yeah so you can find us in uh, on those channels and love to uh yeah love to hear from from listeners and and thanks for thanks so much for having us on we both enjoyed this it was easily the highlight of both of our days <laughs> so yeah. thank you so much for for making the space and having us on Oh my gosh. So much fun. You guys. Thank you. So as you take every piece of gold, they just shared so much with us. I want you to remember to think about it right now. What is your highlight for today? What do you want to make sure you get done? And I want you to put that in your mind. I want you to really visualize it and think about it and make a plan for it and release that to God as well. But I also want you to be able to really understand what it is. So take a moment to think on that highlight. And if there's something you want to carry forward from today's episode, if something I said intrigued you or they said, and you're like, I have to grab that book, or I need to get over to Krista's website and get the planner, whatever you heard that really jogged your brain, I want you to make a step 
to do that as well, because sometimes we can only hold on to two or three things and we just have to take that step and realize the rest was a gift to us that we can also just now let go. So take what was best for you. You're all different. You're all in different spaces. And I want you to intentionally take your day's highlight. It was so nice to have you on the journey with me as we start our new week together intentionally. Talk to you soon. 